Well, <laughs> beat me to it. Of course I did. You're a little slow to the punch on that one. Yeah. Well, it's kind of jury day, so. But this is the 4E podcast. But this is the 4E podcast. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Well, this is the 4E podcast. Well, it is the 4E podcast. <laughs> That's Russell. I'm Micah. Hello. Sitting on Russ's couch again. He's on his chair and a half. It's a good chair and a half. We have lots of beer and beer news to cover, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. A lot going on right now. Let's, uh, before we get into the beers, let's get, in, let's get through all the, yeah, the podcasty nonsense. I mean, stuff. The, yeah, sure, the boilerplate. The nonsense, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. important. But. All the things. So we are the 4E podcast, and what are the 4E's, Micah? Water, grain, Two. yeast, and hops. Three, four. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah. The four essential elements of beer. Exactly. And brewing. This is a podcast, and you can get <laughs> us on this platform that you're listening to right now. Is this a podcast? It is a podcast. <laughs> We're on all the platforms. And uh, if you like us, give us five stars, leave us a good review, and uh, tell your friends, share, and let people know about us. And also uh, find us on Instagram at the 4E Podcast and see when we have new episodes get updated. Yeah, and what Russ is drinking sometimes. Sometimes. Not not as much lately, but I should really get back into doing that a little you more. You should, yeah. Also, I've been drinking as much in general, so that... Kind of, if I don't drink as much, and then I'm posting less overall anyways, but that is a recipe for less posting. Yeah, well, you need to post more, so you should drink more. Okay, well, that's probably true. <laughs> I probably should drink more. <laughs> I actually don't drink as much either. I, uh, I try, well, this is a midweek recording, but I normally don't drink Monday through Thursday, weeknights, you know, so. Yeah, I tend to stay away those nights as well. If I don't have something going on like this. Right. Sometimes yeah. Thursdays, especially now it's football season and you got Thursday night football. I'll oh, yeah, it's all night. Yeah. Uh, watch some football. So, especially when the Bears are playing, then I definitely need a beer. <laughs> Usually something strong. So. <laughs> well, they played on Thursday night football and won. I know. That was, so, uh, that was a celebration. There was that. Exactly. I don't know how that happened. But <laughs> usually, if I'm going to watch football, I got to have some beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Monday night, Thursday night football. Yeah, I do want to grab for, a beer. And for I whatever don't. reason, Monday night I can I can be okay with not drinking a beer on Monday night because you've gotten through the weekend think, drinking. Yeah, and you're I like, so. all right, time to stop. Yeah, and but then Thursday you're like on the doorstep of the weekend. Exactly, and you're like, all right, football almost the weekend. I need a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's not a Bears podcast. Well, we didn't really talk to it that much about <laughs> Bears. No, we didn't. Just talking about football and drinking. That's true. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, what's your favorite sporting event to drink while watching? Uh, I mean, probably football. It's just, it's easy. Mm-hmm. There's enough downtime that you can get up and go get more beer really at any moment and you're not going to miss like anything. Because even between like plays, you get like 30 seconds before they're snapping the ball again. So that's mm-hmm. enough time, especially at how my house is configured, to run yeah. in the kitchen, get a beer, and, and come back before that's they true. do anything. Yeah, you get that open layout. That mm-hmm. helps. That's key to that. Yeah. yeah, so that's helpful for for watching and drinking. Yeah, I th- I'd say probably football or baseball. Hockey is just, it's too much, yeah. too much constant action to like really take a break to get up and get us a, a second yeah. you know, or, you know, another beer. Yeah, baseball is good for for that too. I haven't watched, I've been watching more of the playoffs, but I haven't watched a ton of baseball this summer. Yeah. Although when I'm at a baseball game, I drink a lot. Sure. Yeah. But that's just a necessity. <laughs> it's expensive. It is expensive, but oh well. 
on to other things. Do we have yeah. anything else to uh, No, we covered it, right? Cover. Okay. Yeah, the, all you the know. stuff. I was trying to be... So I was listening to the our most recent episode that oh, yeah. got uploaded like two weeks ago now at this point. The, the lost episode? Well, yeah, it's not a loss. It was just we <laughs> forgot about it for a little while. The forgotten episode. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, and I was just like, man, I sound so like bored and low energy at the beginning of that episode. <laughs> and it picked up as I started drinking. Yeah. But I was just like, I gotta bring more enthusiasm yeah, come on. to the start. Because yeah. I'm just like, what is he doing? Doesn't he know that like... 40 people listening to this, they gotta, <laughs> gotta pick it up. That's right. So, trying to be more enthusiastic. I'll be the, honest, I was, top. I was a little down. I don't know what was going on that day, but I remember not, like, being my, like, in the right mindset to yeah. be bringing it. So, yeah. you know, when we do this, like, once every other month, it's hard to get up for it. <laughs> it's a grind. It is a grind. It's a grind. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what beer do we got today? So to start off, uh, so we'll have two beers. I got one in front of us. We have a collaboration with Art History Brewing and the Women of Binnies. It's called Rye Expression. It is a Baltic porter with rye. Hmm, no kidding. So Micah, I know uh, I picked it up, but you had suggested this beer. What stood out to you for wanting, you know, wanting to try this beer? Well, I feel like we're kind of getting into that porter season mm-hmm. as it's getting, you know, colder. I, I don't know about you, but we turned on our, our furnace. It's off now, but we turned our furnace on last week for a few days. So it's definitely porter-like season, at least for my body. Right. And uh, also, uh, I get a newsletter from Benny's. Benny's Beverage Depot. You know, it's called. I think it's called the Beer Buzz mm-hmm. newsletter. Uh, I always like scrolling through that, uh, seeing what's new. Uh, and so the next time I go in, I, I take mental notes and I go try to find one of those things that looks good. And when we were looking for beers for this episode, I remembered this one and it looked like it would be pretty cool. And it's a collaboration with Art History. I love Art History Brewing. They make one of my, one of my favorite beers, Good Morning Munich. Uh, it's very similar to like an Oktoberfest, but you can get it kind of year round. So uh, that's one of my favorite beers. Yeah, I haven't had a ton of art history stuff, but everything I've had from them has been really good. And so I think it was them. I'm like ninety per ninety five percent sure it was them. But it was a year ago at Fobab, so it's all things might be a little cloudy <laughs> from my memory. But they brought. I think they were the only ones that brought just a barrel-aged coffee stout oh. and like nothing else just coffee mm-hmm. and i remember trying it and being really it being really good mm-hmm. so i think it was them and if it was them great job because <laughs> it was delicious and if it wasn't them i'm gonna say it was uh so <laughs> so take the credit so take the credit <laughs> that's right uh, but i've had a few other their their beers and some other like collaborations that they've done and, and everything that i've had from them has been good i just haven't had like a lot it's just been like a you know couple here and there. Um, so I'm excited to try this beer from Art History Brewing uh, in collaboration with the Women of Binnies. The Women of Binnies, that's right. A little bit about Art History Brewing. So they opened on May, they opened their tap room on May 22nd, 2020. Good timing. So yeah, perfect, right in the middle of COVID shutdown. They're in uh, Geneva, Illinois, and they, they have a pretty interesting, uh, you know, more detailed story on their websites um, that kind of dates back one of their co-founders uh, seems to have been into brewing for since the 1980s i believe wow yeah so it's an interesting story i'm not going to read through it all but it's all available on their website so check it out but it's uh, it seems like brewing has been a passion project for the 
owners for some time, and they now have their own place. Yeah, so if you started brewing in the 80s, that's about when homebrewing became legal, right? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. This collaboration, I believe, came about with the women of Benny's in art history because art history is uh, his uh, women ownership, a woman as a head brewer, and a lot of their uh, senior staff are women. So it just seemed to be a natural collaboration if you're going to be doing something to celebrate women in beer, have this brewery that celebrates women in beer and have them all come together with the women of the local liquor chain Benny's and make a beer. Yeah. Well, uh, should we talk about can art or you want to open it up and, and dive right into the beer? Can arts. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. looking at it. Yeah. So we got it in front of us. So it's got the art history brewing and the women of Benny's logo. You know, there's two tones of brown, I'm guessing, because that's kind of the color of a porter's. Yeah. You know, Yeah, I would brown. think, yeah. Porter, and you think rye, you think of that color, too. Right, yeah. And then uh, there's a woman on it with, I'm guessing, a, would you con- would you consider that a rye expression? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. And she's wearing a dress with long sleeves. Can't quite make out what kind of style dress that is, but, you know, what do I know? I don't <laughs> wear any. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple, and it says, obviously, rye expression. Did you mention it's 7.3%? Did not. Uh, you, well, we haven't even gotten to the description yet, so yeah. you wouldn't have. So it's a Baltic porter with rye. Uh, a Baltic porter, did you know, is actually a lager. No. Yeah, so Baltic... You think I would know, since you, you I've know. recently gotten into lagers. Yes, it's cold fermented, so technically it's a lager. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I believe it's the only porter that is cold fermented as a lager. I think all other porters are warm fermented as ales would be mm-hmm. in most stouts other stouts and uh, darker beers tra- traditionally are and according to um our history's instagram post uh from october 6th uh, which gives some additional details uh says that the Balt- this malting complex baltic porter was brewed with eight different varieties of malting grain including chocolate and flaked rye providing layers of dark milk and baker's chocolate. The finish brings notes of coffee and dark fruit flavors to this layered lager. And says, hats off to our head brewer, Carolyn Stevens, who led the Binnie's crew through a fun and educational brew day. Yeah, this is, we are grateful for the support, conversation, encouragement, and camaraderie we experienced throughout this collaboration. And the artwork for the can was made by the, the art history team lead, Chelsea Wiz? Weiss? W-I-S-Z. Wise? Wise? So those are the notes on the beer from their art history brewing's Instagram post from October 6th. The beer bus has a little bit more on yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. So it says uh, medium and body. It begins with a rush of dark chocolate followed by flavors of blackberry and plum. Espresso-esque burst of dark roasted coffee flavor is followed by notes of walnut, walnut and molasses. The lasting finish delivers earthy rye spice further amplified by the spicy herbaceousness of magnum and is it saz hops? Saz. Yeah. I think, yeah, jazz. Yeah. That's Yeah, yeah. Uh, invigoratingly bold. It concludes with notes of lemon peel, juniper, and licorice. There you go. Now let's open it up. So it comes in a 16 ounce can. It was a four pack, and as Micah said, uh, 7.3% ABV. Mmm, smells good. It smells very malty. Yeah, nice dark color that you expect out of a porter. Yeah, malty, definitely smells like porter, a little bit of the roasty notes. So, cheers. Prost. Mmm, it's very good. It's a rush of flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Yeah. Roasty, a little bit of, I get more of a dark chocolate note in there. That rye definitely comes through because it is a little bit more spicy and herbaceous, I would say, than than most porters that I'm used to. So just get, get that little bit of that spice component on there from the rye. And I think that makes it just a little bit more interesting too than a regular porter would um, with that addition. There's a lingering lingering aftertaste. I'm not quite sure how to describe it. It's not unpleasant. Yeah, it is It is a bit of a long finish to it. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it's a weird, not weird in a bad way, but just an odd aftertaste I can't identify. Almost like, uh, maybe it's like the dark chocolate lingering, mm. possibly. Yeah, I think that's the rye. Okay. I think that's the rye okay. coming through is that like, that little spice, a little bit of, it said like herbaceousness, uh, I believe was one of the words to, so I think that that's what is kind of lingering there. It just kind of makes it a nice long finish. And, and to your point, it's not an unpleasant aftertaste. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoy uh, this beer. And yeah, it doesn't just like wash away clean though. You do get, there's so much flavor and different things going on here that you really want to kind of take the time to enjoy each kind of component of mm-hmm. it as well. I think that aftertaste is from from the rye. Yeah, I think you're right. It's not as heavy as I thought it might be. It's lager. Yeah, that's right. I knew I loved lagers. Yeah. Uh, our history, I think, is mostly known for their lagers. From I think they're I think most of their most of the stuff I've had from there are really good lagers. But maybe it's because okay. I'm that's what I'm seeking out it's too. In the lagers, <laughs> just recently though. Recently in the lagers, <laughs> time is relative. Like I said, I don't know if I'd be if I would be able to say like what beers I've had of theirs. Just know that I've I've had some and had some that have been like collaborations that they've done. Um, but this is definitely one that's like their, their beer and it's, I mean, it's very good. I've heard a lot of high praise for art history too. So, um, I, I just haven't, for whatever reason, put it into my normal rotation in beer buying. So I'm glad to really dive into one and it's a very good, very complex beer that they, that they have. So I, I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah. I'm a big fan of art history, so... To, I'd like to go out to their tap room because they're not terribly far from me. Yeah. Not close, but not you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Geneva seems far. <laughs> from here it is. There's another, uh, I think Penrose is out in Geneva, so maybe you can do the, if you're heading out that way, might as well hit up a couple of places. Yeah, there, uh, isn't there, there's something else out there, I thought. Uh, there's a lot out there, I'm sure, but. Another brewery. Those are the two I think of when I think of the. Geneva. Alter? Is an Alter out there? They might be. They have a few locations, because they just opened one in Oak Brook. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I forget where their kind of main location is out of. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea where their main location is. Yeah. I just know that my oldest daughter, her best friend, lives out past Geneva, and we pat, we go down the, you know, through that sort of downtown Geneva area, and I remember seeing Alter over there as we passed through. So I found on the Benny's Beer Buzz, um, they did uh, a pretty big write-up, and it did. It does say that the the actual can arts of the woman in the clothing that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. And you'll see. I'll, I'll post it on our Instagram, so you'll be able to get the picture of it. It says that the label artwork 
was inspired by traditional celebratory clothing hmm. worn by women in the Baltic region. Oh, that makes sense. So there you go. Okay. So that's kind of more of the what she's wearing. And yeah, now that you say, now that I say that, it it kind of comes together a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> you can identify that a lot more closely. Yeah. I mean, it's packed with flavor. Yeah. Like it, I mean, as soon as it touches your tongue, it's bam. Mm -hmm. Just a rush of flavor. Yeah, that dark chocolate, the roasty, kind of toasted, bready, you know, rye. Mm -hmm. And then that lingeringness of the rye. Yeah. It's kind of uh, you know, coffee roasty type of... It doesn't taste like coffee, but it kind of has that same roastiness mm -hmm. to it. Uh, but yeah, little, like I said, a little bit of chocolate and that, that good rye linger spice to it is just excellent. Let's wrap up the art history rye expression. Uh, so I I went to Benny's and um, it was eleven ninety nine for the four pack of sixteen ounce cans. So pretty good, pretty good deal. I would say. I mean, it's kind of right in line with what uh, I would expect from like this type of beer. You mm -hmm. know, nicer, higher end beer, but um, you know, not. Not as expensive as some of those like IPAs that are out there that are fifteen, seventeen, twenty dollars or whatever for a double triple IPA. Uh, but yeah, really good beer. Would not have expected as high of an ABV at seven point three as it is. But I don't, I don't. You don't really feel the. There's no like. If I had to like guess, I would not have guessed it'd be seven and point three. Yeah, I agree. I think it 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 drinks less than a seven point mm. three at least right now. By the end of the episode, who knows? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but really good beer, and while it's around, I anyone in the Chicago area that is uh, has a Benny's near them, go out and get this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mentioned trying Art History's coffee style at Fobab, mm -hmm. and as of the recording of this podcast, Fobab is just about two weeks away. That's right. So, are we going? We are going. All right, we're going. We are definitely going. All right. Third, third year in a row. Oh, yeah. As we're, media members. We're a, a Fobab staple. We are, yeah, that's right. I don't know. At this point, I don't think they can throw it without us. Now, yeah. <laughs> we're that important. <laughs> I mean, assuming I can get this edited in less than two weeks, we're definitely going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not another lost or forgotten episode. I'll be on you to get it out before Fobab since this... <laughs> we, we had talked a couple weeks ago about trying to get together and like should we do just like a regular episode and then a quick phobab preview and you're like well realistically it's, it just has to be one episode really and I, I agreed but i wanted to you know we had to at least prod so phobab is going to be <clears throat> november 3rd and 4th mm -hmm. again two sessions uh one on friday and one on saturday yep and it's going to be at the it's at the credit one pavilion Arena, what is it called? Uh, it is called the UIC Credit Union One Arena. Credit Union One Arena. It's a lot. It used to be called the UIC Pavilion, so that's why uh, I think I had the pavilion. Before it was head. sponsored. Before it was sponsored, yeah. Back there for the third year in a row, back at that yep. location. Yep. So that's that's great. I think we've both gone to what it was, where it was previously at the... UIC Forum, mm -hmm. and we both prefer this location. Oh, yeah. 
It just feels more spread out. Spread out. I felt claustrophobic at the other place. Yeah. And, and like you can just go sit in the stadium seats. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. You can spread it. You can get something and then sit and hang yeah. out and just sit and relax if you need to. <clears throat> Take a little break from the chaos. Yeah. You know, reset if you need to. Or, you know, like, so we did that a couple of times, but also when they're doing all the uh, award announcements, mm-hmm. it was good just to sit there and just kind of, you know, walk through, watch everything as it was coming through so we wouldn't miss anything. Yeah. And kind of know then, okay, what haven't we had that won an award, so we got to go try it. Yeah. It's a great venue. So this is what, the 21st year? Yeah, 21st, yeah, 21st year. year. That's awesome. I mean, they're going to have the Lager Lounge like they had last year. It sounds like maybe even more options at the Lager Lounge. Yeah, so we were looking at Fobab's Instagram page, and they had a recent post on the Lager Lounge. And, I mean, how many breweries are they saying are going to be there? Overall? Like a dozen? Well, a dozen in the Lager Lounge. Yeah, in the Lager Lounge. I think there's only like five or six uh, Lager Lounge options last year, and now we're looking at like a dozen. Yeah, easily, yeah. So If, If they all just bring one to there. So. Yeah, so that that's expanded, and there's also a new NA lounge, right? Sponsored by Revolution, and you can go check out their new Super Zero Hop Water. Side note: Do you like hop water? Uh, I've had I've tasted a hop water once, just a sip of one. Eh, it was okay, but which one? I think it was Noon Whistles. Okay. I think. No, it wasn't Noon Whistles. It was somebody else. I'll have to ask friend of the show Rob because okay. it was at his house. Okay. Uh, it was not noon whistles, for the record. All right. But, yeah, it was just kind of like, eh. I don't know. But you really do like the whole <laughs> seltzer thing, both regular or hard seltzer. You're not, that's not really your thing. No, not really. Yeah, no. so, like, you know, hoppy seltzer probably wouldn't appeal to you. No, but I'm going to try what, you know, this, what is it called? Zero? Super Zero. Super Zero. Yeah, Super Zero from Re- uh, Revolution. Yeah, it's their brand new hop water that they just, I think it just um, hit distro... In September. I'll try it. Have you had it? Yeah, I got a six-pack that oh. I've been drinking there. I think I have one or two left. Oh, okay. So I, I tried one from Lagunitas um, and really liked it. it. I do... I don't really love regular seltzers. They just are like a lot of nothing to me, like Spindrift or whatever the, you know, whatever the other popular ones are. I know LaCroix had their their day but they're sure. not really as popular as they used to be yeah but i never really like lacroix spindrifts are, are fine but like they're kind of just like something to drink sometimes for me if, if it's there uh, but i never really got into into those but i would occasionally especially in the summer dabble in um, a hard seltzer because my wife likes them and so we all have them in the house and sometimes if i want to on like a really hot day if i have had a few beers i just want something a little bit easier drinking to you know keep it going so um so i will occasionally dabble into that so i was like let me try this because i didn't see what it's like and i do i do really enjoy them uh they have i think to me they have more flavor than like a regular seltzer and i like because they actually are using real hops to flavor it Mm. and so you kind of don't just get like the artificial hint of whatever that they throw in there yeah. Um, so, and especially with me not drinking beer during the week as much as we talked about at the top of the show, mm-hmm. it's a good alternative to still get that like hoppy flavor that I enjoy from IPAs. But like all these are like zero calories, zero everything, and yeah, you know, just you know something a little different than just water to drink. I wonder is if it's an NA lounge, will there be other like NA beers like potentially Athletic or? 
I mean, I don't, athletics not an Illinois yeah. beer, but you, you don't have to be an Illinois brewer to right. to, to come. So I'm just curious if there's going to be other NA options be, yeah. besides the hot water. That, I mean, I'm assuming they would have some other NA options. So we'll see. I didn't see anything about who else might be in the NA lounge. Me neither. But there's there is one. There's a couple of any focus ones in the Chicago area. Hmm. I know I think Go Brew. Well, Go Brewing is a an NA brewery. I think they're in Naperville. Oh, okay. Um, but so maybe they'll show up and be in the NA lounge, and I'm sure they'll have some other NA options in there. But it'll be a good. I think it might be. Uh, a good place to kind of go and even take a break from the lagers and refresh and hydrate with some hot water. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Illinois Craft Brewers Guild always put on a good a mm-hmm. good show, so I'm looking forward to it. But just just for people who aren't familiar with it, there's going to be you know approximately 200 craft breweries uh, competing in 12 categories. Mm-hmm. Anything from strong porter and stout to cider and Perry mead. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of runs the gamut. So. Mm-hmm. There's some lagers. <clears throat> lagers a category in there for you. Oh, yeah. Pale lager. So get ready for that. Dark lager. Lager. There's actually three lagers. Exciting times. It's a good time to be a lager fan. I guess. <laughs> Did you... I know we haven't uh, spent a lot of time like going through the brewer's list, but did you... Take a look at that at all and see if anybody stands out or or who do you remember from last year that you're looking forward to see come back and and see what they're bringing. Well, to be honest, I haven't looked at the brewer list at all, um, but I'm assuming some of the regulars will still be there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Revolution, more, those are two that I'm always looking forward to hitting up when mm-hmm. we get there. For sure. Um, always got to see, you know, if Noon Whistle comes i think it's been there the last couple of years at least so yeah they, I mean, they've won awards <clears throat> yeah there too so so i gotta i always gotta try noon whistle because mm-hmm. they're sort of my home brewery so yeah for sure oh yeah. and obviously goose island because they're always <laughs> yeah their bourbon county lineup looks yeah. a, a lot of the, the ones that they're doing they've they've had previously like they're bringing in they're bringing back backyard which has been really uh was really good and the they have a bananas foster one which is was prop 17 in 2017 prop and they're bringing that back as a full release so i'm I'm excited to try some of those yeah uh and then just phase three always brings good ones and they always have lines for to try their stuff the one that i'm interested to check out again is to steal they won for like the wild fruited category and i love that beer that beer was really good and so if they bring something else in that category, I'm going right for that to check that out. So I'm excited to to see what they have and, you know, just kind of do a lap and see what else they have going on. We'll see what our history is bringing. Yeah. Because they'll be there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I assume Goose is going to bring their L train again. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen anything <laughs> specific to that yet, but uh, I'm assuming they'll have, uh, they'll bring to bring that here so we'll see what they have but uh, tickets as a recording of this podcast tickets are still available $85 for a session so go ahead and grab grab tickets to either session we'll be at the Saturday afternoon one so if you come Saturday come say hi yeah absolutely please we'll, we'll grab a beer ask you what's good that's right and we'll tell you what we liked that's yeah. actually really half the fun is either running into friends or 
mm-hmm. making new friends in line and it was like oh what have you had oh this was great it's like oh i haven't even heard of that i'll have to go try that you yeah know? that's absolutely that's like the best part i i, I do love the i don't know almost instant community you can re- create with just strangers at a beer festival yeah it's always kind of kind of fun so definitely i'll probably be wearing my cardinals hat again so uh that's how i'm that's how i know somebody's from st louis because they'll come up and say hey you're from st louis gross <laughs> so that's faux bad yeah thanks to the craft uh, illinois craft brewers guild for having us out again and yeah. uh we'll report back uh all the fun we had yeah, let's try to not wait three months after the fest to do a recap. <laughs> yeah, it and was... then and then you know not wait another two months to post the recap. Right. Yeah. yeah. So now you know. Was... At least it'll be more fresh in the mind because yeah. I had very little to add to the uh, yeah bug recap. I'll be handling the social media. <laughs> I'll also take some notes as I'm there. So why are you gonna handle the social media? I think everyone knows why. <laughs> We should definitely do an Instagram live, though. No, you just hold it the right way. I did. If I had held held it the right way, it would have been fine. No, <laughs> we don't need that. I I love the idea of Instagram lives during that. Uh, no. No. I was almost gonna say we'll we'll talk about it there, and I was like, I don't want to open that up for it. So no. Just shutting it down. Just shutting that down. Yeah, I'll keep working on you. All right, okay. So Fobab, the festival of wooden barrel aged beers, come on and enjoy. Yeah. Please. November third and fourth. It's a it's a whole lot of fun. A lot of fun. Haven't been to a lot of different beer fests, but it's it's you know probably my favorite of the ones I've been to. Well, Micah, I've finished my porter, and you're almost done. You got like a sip or two left. Yeah. So I think it's time to go on to our second beer. Yeah, let's do it. And this one's this one's a little little emotional for me. Sure. Yeah. If uh, you've been following me or the podcast for a while you know that my local brewery is exit strategy brewing here in forest park and we've had co-owner Catherine ballow on as a as a interview interview you know, we did an interview with her our uh, very first interview. very first interview she was very generous uh with her time fantastic um you know we've built a good relationship with her over the years of just me being a patron of her brewery and unfortunately, they recently announced that at the end of October, and the end of this month, they're going to be shutting doors. Mm. So after eight years in business, um, it just unfortunately is going to be the end for them. Mm. So we wanted to talk about a beer of theirs and yeah, just uh, just kind of say, you know, thanks for all the great beer. Wish both Catherine and her husband, co-owner, head brewer, Chris, wish them the, all the best in whatever they end up doing next. And um, hopefully they can get some good time to, you know, just relax and reflect too. Because I know it's been a, a tough go with COVID and, and coming out of the pandemic and all that, as it is for a lot of small business owners. And obviously they're not unique in that, but they're unfortunately going to be closing up, closing up shop at the end of the month here. Yeah. That's sad. I mean, more so for you, but, you know, I, li- I like their beer, too. And every time I'm over here, you always seem to have something from them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll always have the drinkware that you have yeah. uh, to remind us of, of their awesomeness. Yeah, so I uh, we're doing all Exit Strategy drinkware. And the porter that we had for the first beer, 
we're using the dimpled mugs that, that I've gotten from them. And now uh, for this next one, this was like their, um, I think their anniversary glasses they had a, a few years ago that I bought a couple of. And I don't actually know what type of glass this is. It's kind of like a newer IPA style glass, but it's fun. I drink a lot of IPAs out of it. It works, works well, tastes good. Yeah, I mean, here, the, so. that's a style of glass I don't think I've ever seen before or since, so. I've seen it a couple other places, but I just don't know yeah. what it is, like what the name of that style is. They're that's cool. fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Catherine, uh, I don't know if you'll listen to this, but we love you, and uh, we love your guys' beer, and it was awesome that you uh, were gracious to be on our podcast, to be our very first, basically our guinea pig for interviewing, because right. we'd never interviewed anybody on there bef- on here before. But um, yeah, we're looking forward to, to you know, drinking one uh, in remembrance of, of your brewery. Yeah. And uh, we wish you and Chris all the best. I know it was a tough battle and, and a lot of, I mean, you guys ran into a lot of adver- adversity beyond just like the COVID shutdown. I remember like you had like the power lines went down and, oh, yeah. and it like, you had to like all your food was going bad because of it mm-hmm. and all that. And you tried a lot of different ways to, to keep it going. And, you know, I applaud you for all of your guys' efforts. And they had a great space. It was welcoming to everyone um so they uh had had a gold beer we always say beers for everyone mm-hmm. and exit strategy was for everyone mm-hmm. um everyone should should have felt welcome there and I, and i know we always did and everyone that we talked to that went there always did as well and so uh you had a great a great place and we're sad to see it go but we're very thankful for the time we had there yeah absolutely you always made me feel special when I went, you know, mm-hmm. so that was always, and whenever I saw you at, I'd always see Catherine at, you know, like Phobab or yeah. at Bug or mm-hmm. wherever else. She always like, oh, she treated me like I was her best friend. And it was always made me feel awesome. So yeah, it's not like you're, it's not an uh, obituary on you, uh, yeah. Catherine or your husband. We will see you out and about, I'm sure somewhere and maybe yeah. at Beer Fest in the future. But, uh, but yeah, but thanks for. Thanks for treating me the way you did. Yeah. So, and thanks again for being our first, Catherine, being our first interview. Thanks for being a friend, uh, not only to the podcast, but to both of us. And, uh, you know, being welcoming to my family when I would bring them in to uh, enjoy just spending time at the brewery. And so we thought of no better, you know, no better way to commemorate you all than to try your final lab beer as as they call them so they had their their core beers which i believe they had like 12 core beers that they would have available and then they would rotate different lab beers that were usually one-off uh brews some some of them would come back some rotated in as being new core beers but you know they would always uh have these um have these kind of one-off types of beers so this is called onward mm-hmm. it is a hazy ipa it's only available on draft or in howlers and growlers. So I stopped in there today and got a howler so we could split. Uh, for those of you not familiar, howler is just a half growler, so 32 ounces. And according to their post on it from October 12th, so it says this is onward, a hazy IPA for featuring HBC 1019 and Mandarina Bavaria hops. Clocking in at 7.4 ABV, onward packs a hoppy punch. This is our final lab beer that will be released. Why onward? Because there's only one path through the tough stuff. 
and that way is to move onward and forward. So let's uh, open up the holler, pour it in our exit strategy glassware that we have here, and enjoy. So it's a hazy IPA, and it clocks in at 7.4%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about the same spot as the porter that we just had. So. Yeah. This is going to catch up to us. I know it. Yeah. That's what makes the news portion of the uh, podcast so much fun. That's true. Just trying to get some good pours here. You're always the most precise pourer when you're splitting up something. I don't know if you noticed that. I try to be, and it comes from like doing beer shares and and everything like that. Because like, if you're doing a beer share of like a, you know, a rare stout that someone went out of their way to get, you want to be as precise as possible. <laughs> I can smell it from here. I mean, it smells like an IPA. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 party oh, no. foul. Party foul. It went a little too close to the sun, I think. <laughs> yeah. It smells right. like a, you know, citrusy, mm-hmm. but nor- northeast-like IPA. All right. All right. Cheers. Prost. Grapefruit. Yeah. Grapefruit, citrusy. Immediately tastes like grapefruit juice, almost. Yeah. Paper towel for my. You're not gonna lick that up. I mean, that's like the last lab beer. Come on. There's more on that. (laughs) Did they have tasting notes in that? No. Post. Okay. Nope. No tasting notes. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I didn't think I heard any, and then when I tasted, I'm like, wow, grapefruit. I don't remember anybody saying grapefruit, but there were no tasting notes. Yeah, grapefruit for sure is what I get. Citrus. Very yeah, very citrusy. There's something else there too. There's something a little sweeter. I can't really put my finger on it, but there's a sweetness there that I, I really enjoy. Yeah, I agree. I can't identify it either, though. Definitely a fruity sweetness. Because the grapefruit and citrus kind of brings that more, like, not it's not really bitter, but just, like, a little bit of citrusy. But, like, there's, yeah, there's something sweet there. It's really good. Mm. If you're in the western suburbs, head on out to Texas Strategy in the next two weeks and try this beer on draft. Because it's... It's very good. Like a melon? Mm, Some melon. sort of a melon? It is kind of, I, like yeah, a melon. honeydew? Yeah. Ish? Yeah. Is that it? I can see that. Okay. Yeah. It is kind of a melony sweetness. <clears throat> yeah. On top of the citrusy, yeah. grapefruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's really nice. So, Chris, if you're ever going to listen, nice job on your last lab beer. You know, thanks for all the great beers you've made over the years. And uh, like I said, Chris and Catherine, wish you... Wish you both the best. Gonna miss going to a strategy, that's for sure. Yeah, were you, uh, I mean, how are you taking this news personally? Is it, is it tough or? You know, it's hard to fully process. I, I just haven't been able to get there for a while either. I've had a lot going on these last few months with family stuff and had COVID and all that going on. So yeah, it's been a while since I've been in there just in general, at least you know, three months probably. So I was looking forward to try to, to get there a little more frequently. You know, it's calmed down a bit, but now they're closing up shop. So I'm gonna, probably not going to get that opportunity. But uh, yeah, I hope, hope to get in there at least one more time to actually sit down at the bar and, and drink and chat with all the folks that I've met over the years. And part of me is like, well, where am I going to go if I have like, 
a free afternoon. Yeah, you know? I guess that was my next question. Yeah. Where, where's your, where I, are you going to go? I don't have an answer for that. This yeah. was like my go-to. There's a lot of great bars in the area, so I might just start trying to hit up one of the the local bars here or um, or places in Oak Park that have popped up. But, you know, it's hard, hard to say for sure. Is that Wild Onion still open? No, they closed a while ago. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I think they had... They were a brewery too, right? They didn't brew there. Wild uh, Onion is a brewery out of Barrington. They didn't uh, brew at the Oak Park location. Uh, no. okay. uh, um, they were a tide house, so they were, so they mainly had the Wild Onion beers, and then they had their own kitchen mm-hmm. and that. And they had a few guest beers and stuff. But it was a really cool place, and like their food, like their their beers. They had good cocktails too. But they closed a, a while ago. Yeah, um, unfortunately. Probably almost two years ago at this oh, point. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah. Well, I don't live around here. So. Year and a half at least, so. Yeah. Maybe we should buy Exit Strategy. No. <laughs> Come on. Don't you want to own a brewery? Well, they didn't own the building. So the there's an article in the Forest Park Review, our local paper, uh, about the closure. And so the building owner has already said that they're going to look for new tenants. Mm. So they didn't own the building; they just okay. uh, leased space. And they renovated it, though. Yeah, they. I assume they had owned it because of the, all the work they put into it. Yeah, I, I kind of thought so too, but obviously that that was not the situation. So yeah. we'll see. I don't. I mean, they got all the brew stuff there, so I don't know what they're doing with all that. I guess that's for them to figure out yeah. if they haven't already, but sell that off, or if somebody else wants to move in and and do it. Yeah. Um. You know, they they've talked about you know, wanting to do something else in the industry again, I don't, I don't think it's going to be exit strategy. Like I don't think they're, they'll reopen the doors at that location. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just me speculating. I think they'll be in beer, especially with how good Chris is at brewing mm-hmm. and you know, that's obviously a passion. And so I think they'll find their way back into the, to saying in the beer industry. But, um, yeah, I just don't think that they'll, that this place is going to ever come back as it was. Do you know if they're going to be at Phobab? They're not on the list. Oh, okay. Because, like, obviously, the news was announced, what, like a, like a week or so ago? Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to do a barrel-aged beer, you would have started on that a while ago. So I just didn't know if they were still... Yeah, they didn't go last year, and they're not on the list for this year. So okay. I assume they're not All right. planning on going. Yeah. But... They were there a couple of years ago, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two years ago, and then in, like two years ago was the last year. So our first year as media, mm-hmm. they were there, and yeah. then every, I think the the prior few years they had been there. Yeah. But yeah, this last year they weren't, and it, uh, they're they're not on a list for this year. Yeah. They, you know, they probably saw the writing on the wall. It didn't seem like they were that big into the barrel aging. Yeah. In general, so sure. and they don't have space. To, to do it, yeah. To have all these barrels sitting around. That yeah. takes up a lot of room. Yeah. And it was a sweet space. So, especially when it was a nice day and they p- opened the garage doors and mm-hmm. or whatever those are. Like Yeah, the garage doors. So, it was always real nice. And when they had to turn the parking lot into a, the patio all summer long yeah. and hanging out out there. So, lots of, lots of good times there. Good memories. Good memories. How, have you told your son about it? 
No, I haven't. How are you going to break that news? Because I, I know, know he loves going with you there. He, he does. My oldest, my four-year-old, loves going to the brewery with and seeing all the, the brew stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to break that to him. Yeah. Well, finish your crying first yeah, so you get sure. that out. Get all before, that out. Before you tell him. Because then if you break down in front of him, that would be traumatic. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see how it uh, how it all shakes out for him. He'll probably be upset. Yeah, I bet. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. How old is he again? He's four. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. you took him there, like, as a newborn, right? He was three weeks old the first time he went. Yeah, exactly. So, it's yeah. like he grew up there almost. Kind of, yeah. Mike is opening the door slightly <clears throat> so that the cat can come in and poop in her litter box if she wants to. Probably stink us out of here. She's currently smelling his shoes. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on there? Face full face. in. Yeah, totally got his face in there. Yeah, she. Oh, sorry, she. Yeah, it's okay. You have a, you I have have a male cat. I have so. a male cat, yeah. I get it. By the way, my male cat caught two mice in two days last week. Yeah. <clears throat> my female cat would never. No? No. she just run away from the mouse? No, she just, just watch them. Just watch it. Yeah. She's like, oh, what's that guy doing? And she just watches it. Move around. I, I, this was explained on our, our yeah, past episode. That's true. It She's was. not good at cat things. That's right. Jumping, killing, all those, all those things. Yeah. Shout out to Norman. I gave him crap at the beginning of the year, uh, or not the beginning of the year, but like right at the end of summer, beginning mm-hmm. of fall. We had a cat, or we had a mouse in the house for about three days before he killed it, and I gave him so much crap because he encountered it like three times before he actually caught it. Yeah. And then when he did catch it, he put it in my shoe as in to say... Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. Basically a middle finger. If a cat could give a middle paw, toe, yeah. finger, that was basically it. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve it. I did. But I'm going to be honest. I think he became a better mouse catcher after I gave him a crap. That cat's a killer. <laughs> I've looked in his eyes and there's he's, murder. He's a stone cold killer. Yeah. There's murder in those eyes. <laughs> you know? You can tell. He's the kind of cat who would eat us if we had died and, and left him without food. Oh, and Perkins would eat us 100% oh. if we had died and left him without food. Oh, okay. She, she'll she go into the shower after we're done and lick the, the shower water. Gross. Yeah. We we call it person soup. A soup. Gross. She's drinking some soup. Sarah soup. Getting the, getting the taste. Oh, my God. Yeah. Getting that, getting that taste of when we're dead and she's starving, so she can eat us. That's coming. <laughs> well, we'll all look forward to that. Yeah, this is uh, so my second beer on the podcast and third overall of the night. So, oh, what did you have before? Uh, I had a Goldfinger Oktoberfest. Oh, is it good? It's very good. I should get that nice, one. Nice mar- Marzen. I wish have just... a Fest beer out somewhere too, but there's a Marzen. Over at my local beer shop. <laughs> Not to be confused with a liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just at my local liquor store uh, on Saturday because it's right next to the Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And you mean Benny's? Again, we can call it Benny's. Well, today we can. Yeah, they they collabed on one of the beers. That's we're right. Drinking. So I was at, so there's a Benny's right next to my Home Depot. And speaking of my cat, he the right next to our dryer. There's a window, 
and next to it is some open insulation. He ripped the insulation out and brought it upstairs. Hmm. And there were baby mice in there. Yeah. And then we ripped out the rest of the insulation because there was more baby mice in that section of the of the basement. And then that's actually where all the all the adult mice are coming in. And there was like a little like four inch by one inch, maybe half an inch, probably four inch by half an inch. Uh, you could see outside, so they were oh. coming in there. That's yeah. That's where he was catching them. So I had to go to Home Depot and, and get supplies for fixing that, and right. I had to go to Benny's. Uh, right next to it. Right. For supplies up. for after. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> supplies for after. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I didn't see I didn't see that uh, in my in my Benny's. Oh, so that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, this, since we're talking about Benny's, uh, have you been to the Oakbrook Benny's? I've not. So. Oh, Oakbrook. Yeah, yes. the, the Oakbrook. Not right. Oak Park. Not Oak Park. The Oakbrook. There's not. There isn't a Benny's in oh, Oak okay. Park. <clears throat> yeah, I've been to Oakbrook. Yeah, since they finished their remodel. Oh, it's I don't know. When was that? Gigantic. I don't know. Some sometime last year or yeah. early this earlier this year. I haven't been there. For I think years. earlier this year. They so it was like one storefront it used to be a container store and they yeah. took it over, and then the storefront next to them, which was like a clothing store or something, wasn't closed. it an exercise place? I don't know. It may it may have been different things at different times. Yeah, it closed, so they took over that space and just like took over two storefronts worth. Oh, so it's huge. like, yeah, it's the, the, so I've been to the, the Lincoln Park, like the original location, which is gigantic and just goes on forever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, not as big as that, but it's the next biggest Benny's I've ever been in. Ooh. And I just like, I've been in there a couple times and they have everything I could ever huh. want and love going in there. Well, I'll try that one. So I was there a few <laughs> weeks ago and just like buying all of the things that I could want to... It's like, oh, they have this? Oh, they have this? Oh, this, this is fantastic. So, and I don't, I don't get a ton of Goldfinger at the Binnies by me. Yeah. And they had all the Goldfingers, and I'm just Goldfinger. like, yeah. I'm going to need to come back here to get all of the Goldfingers. Big fan of them. Well, they do a lot of lockers. Exactly. That's pretty much what they're known for. Yeah. So, of course, I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. I, I ended up getting uh, the Mars and the Oktoberfest from Off Color. Oh, yeah, good. Waddle. What? Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, I like it. I haven't grabbed too many different Oktoberfests this year. The Goldfinger, Revolution, yeah. obviously. Yeah, that's a go-to. Yeah, and uh, Maplewood's Fest Beer, oh. which is very good. Is it good? Yeah. That Revolution Oktoberfest is so good. Yeah. So good. I've gotten like three six-packs just this season. I mean, yeah. so good. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of the best. Yeah, for sure, easily. Oh, the, oh no, I, actually, I I got um, I did Metropolitans too. I like theirs a lot. Afterburner. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. Aren't they closing? No. I thought I heard they, they were closing. They're going through Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Oh, uh, okay. So they're they're just restructuring their debt. Oh, okay, good. And they don't own their space, so that they've had a lot of issues with their landlord too. Mm. Okay, so. Should we move on to news? Yeah, let's let's talk about news as we drink through this delicious exit strategy. Yeah, beer. Do, you, do we have last thoughts on exit strategy and the and their beer? Yeah, let's. Uh, so delicious last lab beer. Yeah, just again, thanks for everything. Exit strategy appreciated all the good times, and uh, again, wish 
Chris and Catherine the best. Their GM, Jess. Jess. Hope, hope she gets somewhere that appreciates her as much as Catherine did. And um, and just everybody uh, everybody there. Hope, hope they land on their feet. And it was a great place. Uh, great beer. And uh, going to miss them. Yeah. R.I.P. Exit yeah. strategy. Yeah. Still got all the glassware, so I'll think about them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just don't cry in your beer. Eh, makes a little... That's a little bit of saltiness. A little saltiness. Well, anything in the news lately? Well, <laughs> did come across a news article that you happened to send me. Which one? <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, originally from tastingtable.com. Sure. And the title of the, of the article is, How a Baking Accident May Have Led to the Invention of Beer. Yep. The beginning of the article says, For every incredible... Culinary or culinary, if you want to be pretentious. Pretentious, yeah. And we're definitely pretentious folks here. Yeah, for every incredible culinary or beverage masterpiece, there is a genius who made the discovery. As for beer, the creation may have dropped from the sky. Literally. (laughs) The intoxicating beverage dates back thousands of years, but the precise date of conception is muddy. Given the absence of recipes from antiquity, no one can confidently retell beer's origin story, although beer experts have a pretty good idea. And then he goes on to talk about award-winning brewer and beer consultant Horst Dornbusch. (laughs) Fantastic name. Horst? Horst Dornbusch. Um, He's written a bunch of books on beer, and um, according to the Smithsonian Magazine, Dornbusch theorizes that Someone left their bread dough outside mid-banking when rain clouds were on the horizon. When they came back to the dough post-rainfall, they were met with a sloppy, wet mess. A mess, yes, but a fermented mess. (laughs) The environment's natural yeast would have worked wonders to transform the grain, sugars, and alcohol, and voila, beer is born. I'm curious, so it said mid-baking. Wouldn't that be like mid-like proofing or rising yeah or? i don't think it's like the baking part but yeah i yeah. think the the proofing or yeah they kind of get the dough ready and send it out to proof is my assumption i like that story it's a good story i like it i think it's interesting to i, I always think it's interesting to think of like how did we come up with these things like you know like coffee like mm-hmm. did they like obviously they're I'm guessing they pulled them off the, is it a bush or a tree coffee grows off of? Anyway, they pull off the coffee beans and probably ate them. Yeah. And got some sort of caffeinated result, you know? But, like, where did they come up with, hey, I'm going to ground this up and then pour hot water over it and drink it? Yeah. Like, I'm just always wondering about that. Well, it was, you know, bread dough that they got left out in the rain. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like, do you think it's, but do you think it's real? Well, I don't know. So, I do remember, we watched that one thing on, like, how beer invented the modern age or whatever. How beer saved the world. Saved the world. I mean, come on. Thank you. Sorry. Created the modern, come on, it's way bigger than that. Yeah. It saved the world. It saved the world. How beer saved the world. (laughs) And they theorized something similar where, like, grains were left out. And it rained, and then the natural yeast of the environment started to 
interact with the wet grains and create alcohol. Mm -hmm. So like it was a similar theory as to what this is. Yeah. So um, it seems plausible. I just kids like, you know, think of all the things that were invented as like a happy accident. Mm-hmm. Um, or like they're trying to like invent something else and got what we have. And so, you know, it, beer is just one of those things. Except it happened a long time ago. Not like Space Age to give us non-stick coating on our pans. <laughs> I wonder if the person who came out, were they initially like upset, like pissed at themselves? Like, damn it. No, I man, they tried out. it and they were drunk. So they were just like, this is awesome. <laughs> well, hey, what? try this. <laughs> but at what point were they like, I should drink this muddy, almost not muddy, but you know, this like, me- they called, described it as a mess. Okay. At what point did they're like, I'm going to drink this messy water that kind of, Rainwater that fell on my on my bread dough. So I thought you 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 mentioned like oh coffee and like how do we like think so I've thought about like so think of like the different things that we eat like take for example fruit mm-hmm. or specifically berries mm-hmm. like there's some berries that are poisonous and are, are like will do a lot of damage to you and then there's some berries that are delicious like blueberries strawberries raspberries. Like, somebody ate a berry at one point, or a whole bunch of berries, and we're like, no, this is good, we should keep eating this. Or or, or they ate it and died, and they're like, stay away from that plant. Mm-hmm. And that's like the origin of these types of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, somebody's got to eat it, or drink it, and if they live, then everybody else can do it. And if they don't, well then everyone stays away. Yeah. So you think they're, they were just naturally curious of what it tasted like? Yeah. Okay. Haven't you ever come across something and been naturally curious of how it tastes? Uh, not really. Hmm. I'm really picky eater, as you know. You're very kind of really established this on the podcast, so I'm a little leery of just random things and putting them in my mouth. So, but you have just (laughs) randomly just put stuff in your in your mouth. You know, (laughs) college. We have time. I have a couple. I have two two stories yeah. come to mind. Okay, let's so hear it. one was my freshman year of college. So I, I did. I was involved in the the campus local campus ministry, campus crusade and crew, and there was the staff members lived very close to campus, like next to campus essentially. So we hung out at their house all the time. Their basement was open all the time, and we had found a two liter of Mountain Dew in their house. From like 1993, so it was like 10 years old at this point because it's 2003 fall fall of my freshman year 2003. So it's 10 years old. 10 year old. Yeah. 10 year old Mountain Dew. And, and it hasn't like, like burned itself through the plastic yet. Yeah, we're just it was just sealed. It was completely sealed, like the nothing had broken yet. Yeah. So we're just like, well, let's try this. So we opened it and it was the flattest Mountain Dew ever possible like there was no there you know you open yeah. a bottle and there's get, no hiss yeah the hiss, there's it. none of that okay and it was it was pretty gross but well, it was fine but you tasted it drink i drank a cup of it okay. i was like okay a whole cup or just a sip i don't know we, we i don't know probably a you know some of it no okay but yeah it was fine and you lived and i lived you're probably stronger for it probably i mean does mountain dew go bad <laughs> the answer is obviously no it just Loses carbonation. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the second story? Second uh, was also college. Uh, I was <laughs> on a trip, again, through the same campus ministry. 
we got to New Zealand, and then we were in Fiji. Uh, we'll get into the details, but so we're in Fiji. We're on this boat going to this island in Fiji. This is so unrelatable. <laughs> we were on this island, yeah. on a boat in yeah. Fiji. And... Anyways, so... <laughs> The the guys on the boat were just like, hey, we got this, like, it's called kava root, and apparently it's illegal in the United States. So, of course you wanted it. Well, they're just like, we're gonna make this, like, drink from it, and then everybody can, like, drink it. So he's, like, shaving this, like, root into this bowl, and it really just looked like muddy water, and it tasted just like muddy water, but I guess it's like a, it, it can be like a tranquilizer. <laughs> So if you have like a lot of it, uh, we were talking to the one guy, he's like, oh yeah, I drank like a whole bunch and then I couldn't move and I had the best night of sleep of my life. <laughs> so I like, I drank just like a little, like there was just like a little bit that they were pouring into these like little bowls and just anyone who wanted to. So a few of us had some, so I drank it and it tasted just like muddy water, but my tongue would just like went numb for like an hour. <laughs> so that was... That was my, that was the other story that came to mind. I'm just like, here's something and try it. The natives actually used it on their darts when yeah. they were hunting. <laughs> right. But let's drink it. Let's drink it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to shave it, shave it in this bowl and then, you know, everybody's going to drink from this bowl. And we're going to pour it out into like, you know, shave it, mix it up. We're going to pour it into like, like little bowls and you just drink from it. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard these stories. Yeah. That's good. These are, these are my college. Yeah, you know, I didn't really drink alcohol in college. So these are the other things I drank. Yeah, they just had horrible beer in college. So yeah. you didn't really miss out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So muddy water. <laughs> it just tastes like muddy water. Yeah, I mean, my college eating weird things is like, oh, this pizza has been out for a couple of days. Eh, I'll try it. Yeah, as long as it's not fuzzy, it's fine. That's right, but not 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 like ten year old Mountain Dew or yeah. muddy root, illegal root water. It was legal there. Well, it's just illegal. There. illegal well, so in the why United was it States. illegal in the United States? Because of because it would yeah make you you know yeah. I mean, I think it just numb. wasn't you know it, it was like a drug. No, okay. You know, so interesting. So you're all on board on this having been a true story. I. It, if you look up kava root, it was <laughs> not kava root. Yeah, no, the the beer origin story. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying your story's wrong. I believe yeah. your story. Okay. <laughs> just... Google it, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe it. Like again, at some point, someone grabbed a raspberry and like, well, those red berries that Jimmy had last week. Killed him. Sorry, Uncle Jimmy. This is the first name we can't find. R.I.P. Jimmy. <laughs> so the you know those bear, you know I've wa- I've watched a lot of Bear Grylls. You know, sure survival survival shows, shows sure. and he I naked remember naked and afraid not naked and afraid, but uh, I very clearly remember him saying once, "Red means you're dead. Red so is dead. Don't eat the red berries." Okay. What about raspberries? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, somebody at one point where, like, before red red means dead was, like, a thing. They're like, oh, I'm going to eat these red raspberries. And did. And they lived. And then somebody else ate, like, some other red berries and died. Hmm. So, like, you know, that's how... At some point there was that... 
decisions made. Yeah. I'm glad I wasn't part of them. <laughs> uh, now I'm reaping the benefits of that. That's right. That's I right. know which red fruits I can eat because yeah. I buy them from the grocery store. Right. I don't yeah. need to go into the wild and know not to eat any red fruits. Right. Yeah. Red berries. So. Right. Yeah. All right. And we know that if you, you know, mix rainwater with yeast and... With bread. And bread. And, and uh, the, the natural yeast from the environment. Yeah. Well, there's yeast in the bread. Right? Do they say that or do they say it was oh. the natural yeast? Was it? I assume there's yeast in bread, right? Yeah. It says the environment's natural yeast would have worked wonders to transform the grains, the grain sugar into alcohol, and voila, beer is born. So it seems like they're blaming the natural yeast that just is in the air as opposed to yeast in bread. So it's just natural yeast? Yeah. Just float yeast. on breathing in yeast? It's just everywhere, man. Wow. Interesting. Huh. I just assumed there's a fair amount of yeast in the bread itself, so it would have. Uh, maybe it was unleavened bread. Oh, sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. Well, maybe you just put it out and forgot water. about it. Yeah. Because yeah. what? So. We got, well, you get the water from the rain mm-hmm. and the yeast that's floating in the just air. floating in the air. And the grain from the bread. From the bread. No hops yet. No hops. It does talk about, like, using hops later, mm. so... So that was sort of like an evolution yeah. of the brewing, was adding the hops. Mm-hmm. We add those hops and then changes the profile and also you just throw a lot more hops in and it helps to keep that beer longer. We talked about this, like the India Pale Ale. Right, yeah. You know, Preserving it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Makes it last on the trips to India. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if we had this podcast like thousands of years ago... We'd have it would be 40 the, people around the fire listening to us. It'd be the 3E podcast, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know what that incorporated hops. <laughs> I don't know either. It's probably like it is now. Like, now, now when people are, are making beers, they're throwing, like, Oreos. <laughs> Which these and, and ice cream sandwiches and, like, all kinds of weird stuff. You know, Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Skittles, like they're throwing all that stuff yeah. into beer just to see what happens. Back then, they're just like, "Well, we have three ingredients. We need to just throw a bunch of random like twigs and branches and things and see what happens." And then they finally were like, "Oh, here's a hop plant. Let's put this in, and oh, this makes it delicious. Hmm. So we'll keep throwing more and more of this in." Hmm. That makes sense. Again, yeah, it's just it's experiments. Yeah. So like hops are like the original adjunct is adjunct right sure yeah let's call it that (laughs) we'll definitely refer to it as that yeah well anything else we want to get to how long has this podcast been that's good we're good so what if the first person you know the person who made the the dough and left it out in the rainwater what if it was like a bird came down and drank it first well if you let the alcohol do enough of its job it's going to kill all the bacteria yeah you're good what if you were like reading the Riverfront Times from St. Louis and it said, drink with a real ass bald eagle at Earthbound Beer this month? Yeah, I would do it. So the Riverfront Times is... Uh, Hashtag America. That's right. Sort of like the uh, independent newspaper in St. Louis. I'm okay. familiar with it. That would explain the ass and the headline. If they're more of the like the oh, independent edgy right. one. Yeah, they are. They're not like the prim proper right. one. So Jamie Lee's... 
with an S at the end, writes, On Saturday, October 29th, all of your dreams as an American can come true. Ooh. Head to Earthbound Beer for the chance to drink some beer next to a real ass. That's what it says. Bald Eagle. Earthbound is known for its involvement uh, with a variety of charities, but we're pretty sure that none of its events have included a 12-pound bird of prey previously. You can practically smell the patriotism. The free family-friendly education event will benefit the American Association of Zookeepers, AAZK members from the World Bird Sanctuary, the Endangered Wolf Center, the St. Louis Aquarium, and the St. Louis Zoo will be on site to show you family-friendly artifacts and other educational bits. There will also be crafts for kids, blah, blah, blah. So basically, there's going to be a bird there, and a bald eagle, mm-hmm. and you can drink next to it, more or less. So it's it's an event that they'll have a bald eagle at, and it sounds like maybe some other animals and, and that to uh, raise money for the uh, American Association of Zookeepers. Earthbound Beer will donate $1 for every item sold to the American Association of Zookeepers and suggest that guests consider making additional donations as well. So it sounds like it's a you know really fun event that you'll have not just bald eagles, but uh, other animals as well, but also there will be bald eagles. So that's fantastic. It is. Have you ever seen a real bald eagle in, like, in person? At a zoo. Okay. Um, when Tiffany and the kids and I, we rented a, a Verbo on Lake Michigan. So the backyard was Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, your parents came up, and Tiffany got up real early to go watch the sunrise over the, the lake. Mm-hmm. And she saw a bald eagle flying around. So she was pretty excited about that. But nice. I was sleeping. You were sleeping. That's more important to me than seeing a bald eagle at 6 in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, at a zoo, that's the only time I've seen one. Yeah. So I've only seen them at zoos in person. We, we've done some family trips to Dubuque, Iowa, which if you haven't been there, you're missing out. I've driven through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's like a park that's called like eagle point park or something like that Mm -hmm. and it it's like up on kind of this like cliffside it overlooks the river and apparently there's a lot of eagles up there and so we've been up there and i've seen an eagle but not an american bald eagle Uh, just like they have like other because there's other yeah there's just like golden eagles and like the lame eagles you know not like the america eagles and i'm just like why am i even up here like what's the point what a waste Waste of time. Waste of eagles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, no, no, you'll see a bald eagle. They'll, they'll come by sometimes, I think. They come. Like, oh, there's a giant bird. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. It's not, the, it's not the one we came to see. Yeah, it's not the majestic yeah. bald eagle, which is not actually bald. No, yeah. If we have any any listeners in other countries that are not familiar with what a bald eagle looks like. Because we have so many listeners in other countries. We don't know. <laughs> You don't know. We're on the platforms, and so we can be accessed literally anywhere in the world. That's true. So, uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify from Argentina, perhaps, <laughs> maybe you don't know what a bald eagle looks like. Maybe you think it's bald, and it's not. It's not. It's not like a vulture. Right. That is bald. Yeah, those are ugly. Yeah, very ugly. Very yeah. un-American. Mm-hmm. It's, uh... It's just a pretty bird with a white head. Yeah. White feathers on its head and white a brown feathers. body. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And a yellow beak. 
yellow beak. Yeah, so what what animal would get you out? I mean, obviously a bald eagle yeah. would make you go drink a beer next to it. What what yeah. other animals would you like a to bear? Drink? A bear. Yeah. Like what kind of bear? Uh any bear? Any bear. Like literally any bear, but like also like a grizzly bear we fund. Yeah. If he was like a friendly bear, like I don't know, that can be real I've I've seen It's probably in a cage though, right? Uh if if he cannot be in the cage <laughs> That would be ideal. Like, if he's a real, if he's actually a friendly bear that we can, like, drink next to, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, drink with? Drink with would be a lot of fun. That'd be a good time. Um, but yeah, I would like to drink with, like, a real bear. I know it's not feasible, you know. I've seen, uh, what was that little Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he gets eaten, well, gets mauled by the bear oh, and then lives? Reverend, the, Revenant. Yeah, the Revenant. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen him get mauled by a bear, so it doesn't look very fun. Yeah. But, like, I've also seen it so I know how to survive Mm. if a bear attacked me. Okay. So. I've not seen the movie. Well. You should. It's good. Is it? Yeah. All right. Very tense. Sure. There's not a lot of dialogue, right? There's a lot of dialogue. Is there? Oh, I thought there was. There's other people. Oh, okay. It's not just him and a bear the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's plenty of other people around. But anyways... So uh, a bear, great, and he won. He won the Oscar for that Finally? movie. For that movie, huh. yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I would I would hang out with a bear. What about you? African lion. They're my favorite animal. Yeah. Uh, when I go to the zoo, I got to see the African lion. Yeah. The male ones are like super lazy too. So like, yeah, you might especially be able to... if you just ate. He's, yeah. He's just gonna chill. Yeah. He's not gonna do anything. Yeah, I mean, I love the the Lion, the Witch, and the you know the, the Chronicles of Narnia books, mm-hmm. and so sort of the Aslan characters. Yeah, you know, pretty awesome. And what about Ghost in the Darkness? Those African lions <laughs> are murdering people. That's pretty scary. There's another one. What was that called? Beast or something? Oh, Il- Idris Elba. Have you seen that? No, I think it's. Uh... I saw the Val Kilmer Ghost in the Darkness yeah, back in the day. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, and those lions are in the museum. At the Field Museum. Yeah. Come to Chicago, drink some great beers, and see the the lions from Ghost in the Darkness at the yeah. Field Museum. So, like, they're yeah. They're dead now. Yeah, they're definitely dead. If Spoiler alert. Taxidermied. Yeah. So. Didn't look very scary. Felt like I could have won. Yeah. No, they didn't look that big. Yeah. Um, I feel like taxidermied animals, though, get, make, get smaller, though. I think I'd heard that part of. Because they got made into like a... Didn't somebody make it into like a carpet for a little bit? And there wasn't... Mm, there wasn't enough to make a full lion. Yeah, or something. Okay. I don't know. doesn't matter. I mean, if I... But, but a lion. Yeah. I'd like to... Because like my dream of doing... You know, in my mind... I mean, who knows what heaven's like? Mm-hmm. Specifically. But in my mind, you know, you can't die in heaven. And I'd like to take a nap with a lion in heaven. Okay. I don't know if you sleep in heaven. Uh, maybe just cuddle with a lion. Sure. You know that scene from Jurassic Park uh, when Sam Neill, uh, there's that triceratops that's kind of like having some issues. It ate some berries. It ate round. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It yeah. ate some bad berries. Bad berries. Red, you're right. dead. Anyways. So he, he's laying on it and it's breathing and he's moving yeah. up and down. Uh, that's like my dream to do, not with a dinosaur, but with like a giant African lion. Yeah. In, in heaven, because if I didn't now, it might kill me. Again, like, if they just ate, like, male, uh, male lions yeah. are spectacularly lazy. Yeah, they don't do the hunting. Right. But they do fight. They fight other male lions yeah. for control of the pride. Yeah. So as long as you're not trying to control the pride, 
How will he know I'm not trying to control the pride? They'll know. <laughs> They'll know. So, so you don't try to control the pride. You just want to go hang out and, you know, chill with the lion. And they'll be like, hey, bro, just come cuddle. I brought a beer. Yeah. Want one? So, that'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe Jack, the baboon. <laughs> That's right. Bringing it to the last yeah, episode. Yeah, bringing it to the last episode. Again, I just, I listened to it like two days ago. I feel like you would just, if I would have guessed you would listen to it at work today, but yeah. two days ago, that's yeah. in the ballpark. On, on my commute home from work two days ago, yeah. I was listening to it. So. It wasn't a bad episode. I mean, you said that we didn't have a lot of like energy. Me especially. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, you know, it's a team, so. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate you trying to make up for my deficiency, but yeah, me especially. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, Jack the Baboon seemed like fun, but like if I could get like a monkey or, or a chimp that is my buddy, my drinking buddy, that'd be fun. You know what we didn't bring up? Speaking of movies and animals, what was that one with Jordan Peele with like the aliens? It was like his last movie that was out. I forget what it was nope. called. Nope. Yeah. Have you seen Nope? I have not seen Nope. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a chimp that like... Yeah, there's a chimp that like murders everybody. Murders everybody on like a TV show. Yeah. 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 So, good thing that didn't happen to Jumper. Right. Well, he's a baboon. Sure, but you know. Different than a chimp. I know, but a baboon could probably also do some damage. He do some damage. Yeah. But you know, he loved Jack. Or he loved Jumper. Jack loved Jumper. Jack is the baboon. Jack is the baboon. Jumper was the human. Anyways. So. It seems backwards, though, don't you think? Like, when I'm thinking, okay, here's in school, you know, where you have, like, a list of Jumper words. Jumper had a real first name. You, yeah. We just don't remember it. Well, I'm just saying, you have a list of words on one side and a list of words on the other, and or, or images or whatever, and you're supposed to, like, draw yeah. a line from one to the other. I would have picked Jack as the human and Jumper as the Batman. Right. But Jumper was the dude that liked to jump between train cars and lost his legs. Yeah. So. Well, he did he lose his leg or did he go paralyzed? I forget. Was, was he... he had peg legs. He had... Oh, that's right. He had peg legs. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he lost them. Yeah, so he lost them. Not doing a lot of jumping. Yeah. No more jumping for Jumper. Yeah. So, uh, if we get this out before the 29th and you're in the St. Louis area, go support Earthbound. Earthbound. Mm-hmm. And uh, drink with a real ass bald eagle. Real ass. Yeah. Any concluding thoughts on beers? I'm thinking next time we don't do two 7% beers, because... No, we should do three 7% beers. (laughs) It'll probably be our Christmas episode next one, don't you think? Probably. Yeah. We did three out of last Christmas episode. It was the XXX. So we gotta do four this Christmas episode. 7%? No, we're not. I don't know. (laughs) We gotta try to find four Christmas beers we haven't, like, cumulatively never had before. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> We're definitely doing it. Yeah, we'll figure this. We'll figure this shit out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So follow us on at the Four E Podcast on Instagram. Go to Exit Strategy if you're in the area to support them and and just tell them they did a great job. Yeah. Last two weeks, Art History and Benny's. Good collaboration. Yeah, that was a really good beer. And uh, yeah, see us at Fobab. See you at Fobab. All right. Till next time. Till next time. All about it when I see you again. <laughs> Come a long way from where we began. I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Yes.
Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer. Don't think about beer.